Hello and welcome to Coach Rich Rants, real takes, raw feedback, unedited and unscripted views of what's happening in youth sports, in soccer, both in the U.S. and in my local community. I will be bringing to you different takes from the perspective of either a parent of an athlete, of a player, of a coach, or as a club director and administrator. Having worn every one of those hats, I'll try to bring to you these takes from each of those perspectives. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Feel free to subscribe. Welcome to the latest edition of Coach Rich Rants. thought I would share some thoughts on soccer tournaments. The reason that I decided to bring this up is because it is Columbus Day weekend. And Columbus Day weekend is a big weekend for tournament events. In a lot of cases, because kids will have mm-hmm. off from school the following Monday. So if they end up getting to... Uh, a situation where they play late into the afternoon on Sunday because they made the championship game, then it's not such a big deal because they have off from school on Monday. So that's why it's a very popular weekend for tournaments. And they're all over the country and all over the, um, you know, each region. So I happen to live and coach in a region that is in the, in the, uh, in mid Atlantic or the Ohio Valley depends it's Western Pennsylvania. So the tournament options are typically to go to Ohio or to go to the Northern Virginia, sometimes to New Jersey. And it really depends on the event and it depends on um, really where you are in the seasonal year. Typically, uh, while there are tournaments Labor Day weekend, a lot of clubs uh, don't go to Labor Day tournaments just because it's so early in the season. They haven't had a lot of chance to sort of get the team to coalesce. It's hard to get, you know, the coaches and the team and the players on the same page. Now, some teams that have been together for a long time that don't have, you know, a lot of transition or turnover at the at the tryout time, those clubs maybe will be taking some of those teams to, to a Labor Day events. But by and large, it seems like fewer and fewer clubs are going to Labor Day events and they're waiting till around Columbus Day weekend. Columbus Day weekend is about halfway through the fall playing year. So they're hopefully the clubs have had and the teams have had a couple of games under their belt. And it's a great way for to to see how the team is progressing or the teams are progressing. And let me tell you some of the challenges that come with tournaments, though. Like, so the kids love the tournaments. The parents love the tournaments. The clubs compete with one another on what tournaments they should participate in because that is a draw for recruiting players. And from a club perspective, it gets to be a challenge because there are tournaments that are varying degrees of expenses. And you pay for the tournament registration fee and then you pay for the the coaches travel and then you pay for the coaches hotel rooms, etc. There are coaches that have multiple teams, so it's very difficult sometimes to manage the schedule, but you want to work with a tournament that is that tries to work with you around the coaches. Sometimes what happens at a tournament, which is a big event in the family's eyes, is that the schedule just works out such that that coach may not be available for all of their team's games that they coach. And so a coach who maybe doesn't have a lot of experience working with them We'll coach them in a uh, coach them at a, t- a tournament because of the schedule, and that gets to be a big problem. It's a problem for the parents because, hey, well, this coach doesn't know our players, right? This this coach doesn't um, hasn't worked with them. Our players don't know how to respond to the coach, you know, all that stuff, right? And from a from a club perspective, it's a nightmare because you know you don't want that to happen either because you know there's going to be a challenge if the team struggles, if they don't do well, if they don't win, and it's because and regardless of the reason then you're going to have to answer to that, well, the coach wasn't available because of the schedule. So that's always a dilemma and it's always a difficulty. And part of the reason that you have that with multiple teams is because a club is trying to save parents money. 
So a club may pick an event that multiple teams can go to because parent, a lot of times families have more than one child playing in that club. And so if each team went to their own tournament, then each parent would be out the money of a tournament, which would be the travel for the weekend, leaving home, staying in a hotel room, right? So if you go to an event that has multiple levels, then a club could take multiple teams at multiple levels to these events, therefore saving the parents money on travel. However, just like there are challenges with the coaches in their schedule, often parents have challenges as well because with these tournaments getting as large as they are, there are so many different sites where the games are played by each age group that if they do have multiple kids in the club playing in the same event, there's a chance that the parents aren't going to get to see their kids play because they could be so far apart from one another, from one event to the next event or venue, I should say, that they may not be able to see their kids play. And in some cases, kids are either riding around with other parents or you may end up taking two cars as a family to a tournament because the players are paying or the players and the venues are so far apart. So that becomes a challenge for parents as well. So in, the, in theory, going to the same event is great because it cuts down on the hotel stay. That said, it does often create its own set of challenges. The other piece of that is some of the teams that are older may have more experience as a team, may be more equipped to participate in a high-end event, and some of the younger teams may not. And so when a club tries to accommodate the parents with siblings, one player could have a phenomenal experience at the tournament while their sibling could have a terrible experience at the tournament just by virtue of their readiness to participate in tournaments. So clubs have always been trying to balance that out. And parents have been frustrated for years about that kind of result. You know, it was great for this team, but not for that team. And in some cases, especially with the younger teams, there are, when you go to a different region, you travel five or six hours away, you may find that there are clubs that you play against that train that play in tournaments almost every single weekend. And so they're used to it where maybe depending on how early you start as a club, you may be taking a team that doesn't even have an age group in a tournament. So then they're going to be playing up. So it's typically the youngest players end up playing up their first year in a tournament and they typically are difficult um, and somewhat of a disaster. And what happens is you kill all of the positive, positive momentum you may have had with that team going into the tournament because now they go to the tournament and there's such a focus on the result. And this is a challenge because I don't agree necessarily that the youngest kids need to go to too many events. But there's a big draw, again, from the parents to go to these events because they are so much fun in theory. So the youngest players struggle because they are maybe not equipped for it or they're playing up. The oldest kids, the high school age kids, when they go to showcase events where their college coaches are, those are great because, you know, hey, this is a great place for a college coach to see multiple teams, multiple players and all of that. Challenge there is that is an event where so that the players have optimum rest between games, they play one game per day. So that's an extra day of travel, an extra day of a hotel, and it's a day of school that they have to miss. Now, the tournaments do provide excuses for the players to say, hey, they're, you know, they're going to be um, playing a soccer event in front of college coaches. And it's a recruiting opportunity and a way for them to get exposed to college. And that's typically excused by the school. But even if it's not a college showcase age, typically parents will skip the whole day of school on Friday for their kids to train and travel or travel uh, to the event. 
So you're talking about a missed day of work. You're talking about a missed day of school and you're talking about an extra day of a hotel potentially. So that is something that is just the cost of doing business in soccer. And it's a challenge for the parents and it's a challenge for the clubs because the big part of it, that's the big unknown is the weather. Now, if a club goes to a tournament and there's weather and it happens quite a bit, there are sometimes travel insurance packages or hotel insurance, I mean, um, tournament insurance packages where the tournament will then refund part of the money if you don't get all of the games that are guaranteed in the event. But what happens, though, is the parents do not get a refund on their money. The club might get a partial refund on the on the tournament registration fee, which, let's say, for argument's sake, is a thousand dollars. But they don't get the refund on the hotel fee of all of their coaches and all of the travel of all of their coaches. You add to that that when you travel to a tournament, you then do not schedule any league games. So that requires those clubs to then try to schedule additional league games to get their fall schedule or their spring schedule in with fewer weekends because weekends are taken up by tournaments. And then when you have multiple clubs going to multiple different tournaments, different weekends, it does create a bit of a challenge for the local schedule. What ends up happening is the local schedule then gets, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, compromised by the tournament schedules and the quality of the leagues sometimes um, fall a bit as well because the local competition isn't quite as good. It's not quite as balanced. It's rushed. It's, you know, when you play two games in one day instead of one game and you're not rested or you find yourself playing in a, in a Saturday, Sunday deal, or even a Friday, Saturday, Sunday deal where you're playing multiple games on a weekend to make up for the tournament, that's a difficult situation where the league then becomes almost like a tournament league. So there's not a great answer for for the tournament thing because it's always going to happen. But one of the other things that's a big challenge with the tournaments is like what the status is for the club. If you go to a high-end event, you get what's called Got Soccer points. Got Soccer is a ranking of teams based on the number of points you can get on leagues and on tournaments. And there are a number of state associations throughout the United States that participate in leagues that do not provide got soccer points. Yet other clubs in other parts of the country, other state associations in different regions, have leagues where they get got soccer points. So typically what ends up happening when clubs try to find events, and even when parents look them up, they look at got soccer points and say, oh, this tournament has the most got soccer points. This will really help our ranking. And people care so much about the got soccer ranking that sometimes it's problematic because here's why. Let's say you go to your first tournament of the year as a newer team or even a year or two year old team. And those got soccer points stay with you for one year. And you haven't played an event in over a year and you play in a league that doesn't provide got soccer points. So you travel to Northern Virginia to play in an event and you play against teams that play in a league that provides got soccer points and they play in multiple tournaments. All of a sudden, you're looking at their ranking and they're like, oh, my gosh, this U11 team is ranked 25th in the country. And we're not even ranked. So that often has not much at all to do with the quality of the team or the quality of the play. But the tournament directors are trying to determine the flights of the tournament events based on providing somewhat of a competitive balance by having a look at the resume of the team and the God soccer points. And a lot of times I've seen teams, I know that I've coached a team that we've competed with the number one ranked team in the country at the time, three different occasions during one seasonal year because the 
the number one team, you know, changed so frequently, basically, basically because of the dates of the different tournaments that they participated in. And we were nowhere near number one in the country, but we played against teams and beat teams that were top in the country based on the got soccer points. It's just how it happens. So sometimes got soccer points is a bit of a misnomer, yet that's what everyone goes to. So you'll hear parents all over the place saying, oh my gosh, look at this team. Look at their got soccer points. Holy cow. And then you'll hear somebody, typically a parent that has older siblings say, well, those really don't even matter. So there's that, right? So that's something that's kind of interesting as well. Some other things I think that happen is, is from a coach's perspective, when you go to a tournament and you try to bring multiple teams because it helps out with the siblings, as a coach, sometimes you're out on the field all day. I know myself coaching two or three teams at a tournament, I would leave my hotel room at seven o'clock in the morning and I could potentially be out on the soccer field till seven o'clock in the evening and coach four to five games. And, you know, that's not optimal. You know, it's very tiring as a coach. It's hard to stay focused and motivated, but you can do it. But then sometimes when you walk back to the hotel, the last thing you want to do is see the parents because I've had multiple occasions, as have lots of my peers, where you walk into the hotel lobby after being on the fields all day, maybe in the rain, maybe in the cold, maybe in the hot sun, and you've got parents that want your time. They want to talk about the game. They want to talk about what happened. They've got a concern about this. They've got a concern about that. Or worse yet, you've got a group of parents that are sitting around stewing over something happened in the event for which you had no control. And that creates a problem because then that creates some, you know, uh, difficulty in the parent group, which then causes some negative connotations to the team. And it's something that then you have to overcome. So as a club director, it's very difficult. The tournaments, while they're necessary, are sometimes very difficult. As a coach, you enjoy the tournaments once in a while, but also sometimes if there's weather, if there's, you know, challenges with schedules, it's sometimes more stressful then maybe it's worse where you could have stayed home and played multiple games that were just as good a quality without having to travel that far and have the parents, you know, spend that much money. So what's interesting is that the tournament can dictate or change the, the culture of the team based on one weekend's results. And I think that's probably the thing that's the most damaging sometimes to participate in tournaments because you could be having a fantastic fall season, for example, and having a lot of success in your local league, and then you travel and you get smashed. It could be because maybe your league locally isn't as strong. It could be that you were put in the wrong uh, flight because you don't have enough background or experience as a team. Or you could travel six or seven hours and actually destroy teams that you play and win every game with no challenge. So then it becomes, oh my gosh, we traveled all this way. We had no competition. We were in the wrong flight. Or you know, or vice versa, where you're in the wrong flight and you're getting hammered. And all of a sudden, all the great success and all the great buildup that you've had going into the tournament gets sort of wiped out for a while because there's such a such a bad experience at the tournament. And there are other times where the team struggles all year in the fall season or the spring season. They get to a tournament and they have tremendous results. And all of a sudden, there's like this false sense of um, achievement that holy cow now we're at this tournament we are really good we're struggling locally but we're really good regionally so we're a lot better off than we thought and so there's this false sense of of security there and then you're going to have this other thing where you know with only one or two days a week maybe three days a week of training to prepare for games as it is when you have a tournament weekend it's a great opportunity for coaches to see the the teams play multiple games in a short period of time and get to kind of see how they stack up against other teams in the region. 
And it's also a way to get exposed or for your team to get exposed on possibly what, you know, um, what the team is needs to work on, you know, whether it's tactically or otherwise. And you might get to see different individual players come out and really shine on a tournament weekend or come out of their shell or what have you. And it's a great bonding experience for the kids and the kids all love it. But there's some also challenges with that when it comes to those players shining. Maybe, in, depending on how it goes, you know, typically in the league play, coaches are trying to get everybody in at least half of every game. And they want to make sure that if they're on the team that they play. But sometimes when you get to tournaments, you have some coaches that are more concerned with winning the tournament and therefore don't play players. And so when that happens and players get shorted on playing time, you're going to have very upset parents. You're going to have very upset players. And you're going to have a lot of conversations that are happening in the parent group. Right. And then that's going to create some animosity or some difficulty in the relationship with the coach, which is always difficult. If you look at it on the other way, and this has happened to me multiple times where you maybe play everybody because you want them to get the opportunity to play. They traveled all that way, and they should play half of the game. And then you don't win games or you have close games. And then you're going to have a different group of parents who say, you know, coach, you didn't coach to win the game. Uh, you didn't coach to win the tournament. We came all the way down here, spent all this money, and my daughter or my son, you know, split time with someone that they're far better than, and therefore, you know, this was a waste of an event. So it's one of those things where it's very difficult as a coach or, or even club directors to, to, to manage, right? There, it's, it's kind of almost a no-win situation sometimes. If you try to win and therefore, you know, short some people playing time, they've traveled all that way. They've spent the same amount of money as everybody else, and they had a really bad experience, while some others had a really good experience. If you try to play everyone uh, and give everyone um, – not even playing time, but fair playing time by like half of each game, for example, then you could have issues where maybe the team doesn't do as well because you didn't go there to win. You went there to give them the experience and it was all about development. And when you try to have that approach, that's a great approach for player development. It's a great approach for um, what happens for the team if you get everybody in and they all the players get that experience. But then you're going to have some parents that don't like that either because of the result. So there's so much emphasis on these events and so much emphasis on the tournaments. And the big problem is with the results because a bad result is bad for the club. A good result is not bad, is also not always great for the club because of potentially what could what that could mean to get that result. And it's a challenge because the tournaments are the ones that are at fault. The tournaments are promoting themselves as this top event, this premier event, the most got soccer points or what have you. All the top teams are going there. They're advertising the clubs that get accepted into the tournaments to show the level of clubs that participate. And that's a challenge as well, because now the tournaments are putting so much emphasis on those events that clubs are now looking at tournament events and dictating their season based on what tournaments they go to. And then that's what they're using to draw parents and players into the club. And I know for a fact that at the tryout season every single year, we get a group of parents that ask, what events are you going to commit to? What events are you going to commit to? Because that's what, that's what they're looking at when they are evaluating a club to participate in. So the tournament thing is, while it's fun and it's great bonding experience, can be a very good experience for the players and the parents and the coaches. It can also be equally challenging and equally difficult. It's not something that I'm, I have an answer for. It's just sort of a different, a, a different my perspective um, from a couple of different ways of looking at it. 
But tournaments are sort of this necessary evil in youth soccer. And I'm not sure that they're great for the game personally, but I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. So if you're a parent and you're bringing your child to a tournament, you just have to expect the best and expect the worst and not be surprised with what happens as a coach and a club director, as a coach uh, that's traveling to an event, prepare to be busy, do your best and know that no matter what you do, sometimes it's not going to be enough. So this is one that I just wanted to put out there. I hope everyone had a great travel experience. I hope the weather fared well for them this weekend. I hope they had the success that they were looking for and they that their club selected the right events and that those events did a good job of placing the teams so that it was a good experience for all. Because tournaments can be some of the best things in the in the players' experience, especially in the hotel and in the team building activities. And that part can't be replaced. And so that's why tournaments are so helpful, but at the same time they can be hurtful. So Go into this with an open mind. I hope you enjoyed the commentary. Maybe it made you think about a couple of other things. Maybe you're not going to take it so seriously, I hope. But thanks for tuning in. Feel free to like and subscribe and share this with others that you think might find this to be of interest or educational. Thank you.